Hello, this is Salil from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 8th of October. India recorded 21,257 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the infection tally to over 3.39 crore. The number of new infections is marginally lower than yesterday's count of 22,431 cases. With 271 deaths, the toll has climbed to 4,50,127. Remember that these numbers are widely believed to be undercounts. Vaccinated Indians travelling to the United Kingdom will not have to undergo quarantine from Monday. Earlier, the UK had said that Indians who are fully vaccinated will need to quarantine upon arrival. NDTV reported that a four-member team of the central government evaluated the coronavirus situation in Mizoram in view of the increase in COVID-19 infections in the state, where the positivity rate stood at 15.36%. The number of administered doses in the country have crossed the 93 crore mark. Over 67.2 crore people have received the first dose of the vaccine and 25.9 crore have received the second dose. Since the pandemic broke out in December 2019, coronavirus has infected over 23.67 crore people and caused more than 48.34 lakh deaths, according to the Johns Hopkins University. The Supreme Court today slammed the Adityanath administration's handling of the Lakhimpur violence, which sparked outrage across the country after eight people, including four farmers, were slain on Sunday. The state government today acknowledged that not enough has been done. We are not satisfied with the action taken by the UP government so far. We expect responsible government and police. The allegations are very serious, including gunshot injuries, Chief Justice N.V. Ramana said during the hearing. Following the Lakhimpur violence, one of the accused, Ashish Mishra, son of Union Minister Ajay Mishra, skipped police summons for questioning. Appearing for the UP government, advocate Harish Salve said, Ashish Mishra has been asked to appear for questioning at 11am tomorrow. If he doesn't show up, the rigour of law will kick in. Ashish Mishra was named in an FIR filed by the farmers who have demanded strict action against him. According to the FIR, Ajay Mishra drove into the gathering of protesting farmers amid a peaceful black flag protest. Yesterday, two people, Love Kush and Ashish Pandey, were arrested in the case. The two were in the same vehicle that ran over a journalist and farmers, the police said. Two gun cartridges have been recovered from them. The arrests were made yesterday following the questioning of the Supreme Court who asked the UP police how many people have been arrested for the case. The court had also asked the state government to submit a status report. Listeners, if you have been following the news this week, the reporting by a section of the media on the Lakhimpur Kheri violence has included inflammatory narratives, opposition blaming and even attempts to delegitimize the farmers' protests. Behind the dramatic headlines and high-decibel shouting matches, what got lost are the faces, names and stories of those who lost their lives in the violence. The four farmers, the journalist, a driver and others. News Laundry reporters Nidhi and Shivangi have been on the ground piecing together what actually happened on October 3rd and talking to the families of those who lost their loved ones in the violence. One such person was 31-year-old Hariyom, a driver who had been working for Union Minister Ajay Kumar Mishra for the last six years and had lately been driving for the minister's son, Ashish Mishra. He died during the violence on Sunday. Nidhi and Shivangi spoke to Hariyom's family to find out what exactly happened. To read the full report, head over to newslaundry.com. It is titled, Will Anyone Care About a Mere Driver's Life? Lakhimpo Driver Worked for Ajay Mishra for Six Years. Listeners, these reports will show you the difference between reporting on the ground and the angry commentary you will hear from some TV news studios. 
and if you prefer the first support our journalism because we can't continue our work without your support we are a 100% ad free news platform running solely on the support of our subscribers head on to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner subscription start as low as rupees 300 a month the special cbi court of panchkula led by judge dr sushil kumar on friday convicted dera sacha sauda chief gurmeet ram rahim singh and four others finding them guilty for the murder of rahim's disciple ranjit singh in 2002 the court said that it would give the remaining sentence on october 12th gurmeet ram rahim singh krishan lal indar sen and jasbir singh have also been held guilty under the arms act according to the cbi charge sheet The Dera chief suspected Ranjit Singh of circulating an anonymous letter alleging the Dera chief of sexually exploiting women followers. This was the same letter which Sirsa based journalist Ram Chandra Chhatrapati highlighted in a news report. Chhatrapati was also subsequently killed. The Dera chief was also recently convicted in the Chhatrapati murder case. Ranjit Singh was murdered on July 10th, 2002 in the jurisdiction of Thanesar police station in Kurukshetra in Haryana. An FIR on charges of murder and criminal conspiracy was registered at Thanesar police station. On November 10th, 2003, the High Court had ordered a CBI investigation in the case. The Union territories of Jammu and Kashmir have been gripped by protests following the killing of civilians in Kashmir. The People's Democratic Party demanded resignation of Lieutenant Governor Manoj Sinha over the situation. A total of 7 civilians have been killed in Kashmir in the last 5 days. Six of the total deaths have occurred in Srinagar. Home Minister Amit Shah held a 5-hour meeting on Kashmir asking security agencies to dispatch their counter-terrorism experts. The most recent killings took place yesterday. A female principal and a teacher were shot dead at point-blank range inside a government school in Srinagar. Terrorists shot and killed Satinder Kaur, the principal of Government Boys Higher Secondary School in Eidgah, and Deepak Chand, a teacher at the school at around 11:15 a.m. The resistance front which police believe is a front for the terror group Lashkar-e-Toiba claimed responsibility for the incident saying the teachers were slain for their role in persuading pupils to attend an event at school on August 15th which is India's Independence Day the Hindustan Times reported Earlier this week Makhan Lal Bindru a prominent businessman and owner of a pharmacy in Srinagar's Iqbal Park was shot at point blank range inside a store at 7 p.m according to the police He was transported to the hospital where physicians declared him dead as soon as they arrived. Many political leaders such as Priyanka Gandhi have also expressed their concern over the situation in Kashmir. Amidst the planning to hold the next round of military talks to cool tensions in the Ladakh sector by both sides, a confrontation transpired between the Indian and Chinese soldiers in a tense face-off along the contested line of actual control in Arunachal Pradesh's sensitive Tawang region, officials said. The officials told the Hindustan Times that the face-off escalated last week when rival patrols came face to face in a contested area near Yangtze with the soldiers asking each other to retreat to their respective sides. The face-off lasted a few hours before the matter was resolved at the level of local commanders. The latest incident came weeks after Chinese patrols consisting of around 100 soldiers crossed LAC in the central sector of Uttarakhand on August 30th and damaged a footbridge before they went back to the other side. The area in which the intrusion took place is manned by the Indo-Tibetan Border Police. 
The next round of military talks could possibly take place in the second week of October with the Chinese People's Liberation Army to reduce tensions along the LAC in eastern Ladakh, stated the Army Chief General Manoj Mukund Narwani last week. The two armies have persistently been in a border standoff for almost 17 months and both sides are carrying out negotiations to reduce tensions. Journalists Maria Ressa of the Philippines and Dmitry Muratov of Russia have won this year's Nobel Peace Prize for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression, which is a precondition for democracy and lasting peace. The committee, which chose the journalists from a list of 329 candidates, observed that free, independent and fact-based journalism serves to protect against the abuse of power, lies and war propaganda. In this regard, the committee called the pair representatives of all journalists who stand up for this ideal. Ressa is the co-founder of the news site Rappler, a news outlet critical of the Philippine president Rodrigo Duterte's regime. She has been praised for exercising freedom of expression to reveal abuse of power, use of violence and rising authoritarianism in her own Philippines. She is also the first woman to win a Nobel Prize this year. Morotov, who co-founded the independent newspaper Novaya Gazeta, had fought for freedom of speech in Russia for decades, despite increasingly difficult circumstances. The announcement for the award was made on Friday by the Norwegian Nobel Committee in Oslo, Norway. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 